Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. Brought to you by Lucky Charms Magical Mission. Let Lucky the Leprechaun take you and your kids on an interactive adventure through the eight magical charm lands to restore magic. Available on your smart speaker. Just say open Lucky Charms Magical Mission or search for it wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to save lives? Name heat waves like hurricanes. As temperatures soar into the triple digits, the Extreme Heat Resilience Alliance says such names will spark public awareness and encourage safety measures. By Shannon Osaka Last summer, a monstrous heat wave descended on the United States. It claimed four lives in Maryland, one in Arizona, and one in Arkansas. Temperatures skyrocketed, with heat indexes, the measure of how hot it feels outside, reaching between 100 and 122 degrees Fahrenheit in some parts of the country. Power outages wreaked havoc on the residents of New York City and Washington, D.C., who were left sweating in their homes. That heat wave caused fatalities on par with many of the named hurricanes that circulate the Gulf of Mexico. But unlike hurricanes, the worst of which carry memorable household names like Harvey, Sandy, or Maria, the July 2019 heat wave went nameless. Now, as triple-digit heat waves set records across the country and around the world, a group of health experts, climate scientists, and policymakers are trying to give them names and rankings, just like hurricanes. In doing so, they hope to remind the public that extreme temperatures aren't just an excuse to go to the beach. They can also be fatal. The World Health Organization estimates that from 1998 through 2017, more than 166,000 people died due to exposure to extreme heat. One catastrophic heat wave in 2003 killed tens of thousands in Italy and Spain. In the U.S., over 600 people succumb to extreme heat every year, outstripping the deaths from hurricanes, floods, or tornadoes in most years. And with climate change, sweltering temperatures are becoming all the more common. It's this pervasive, pernicious, climate-induced threat that is little known, says Kathy boffman McLeod, director of the Adrian Arsht Rockefeller Foundation Resilience Center at the Atlantic Council. We call it the silent killer. boffman McLeod is one of the leaders of the Extreme Heat Resilience Alliance, a brand-new initiative formed by city governments, non-governmental organizations, and scientists. 
By naming and providing severity rankings for predicted heat waves before they strike, the Alliance hopes to spark public awareness and encourage local cities and states to take preventative measures, setting up air-conditioned cooling centers, for example, and sending search and rescue teams to check on elderly and vulnerable populations. For those who live in the path of dangerous hurricanes, knowing the names and dangers of tropical storms is a must. I spent 25 years in Florida, Boffman McLeod says, and I know the difference between Category 1 and Category 3. That's all very standard for people who live near hurricanes. But few people have a similar understanding of the dangers of extreme heat. High temperatures put extra stress on the body, forcing blood toward your core and making your heart beat faster. For older adults who have underlying conditions, that added stress can be fatal. In the wake of a catastrophic heat wave, many elderly individuals are found dead at home, sometimes with broken air conditioners. Young people and outdoor workers can also be killed by heat strokes when temperatures crest 100 degrees. Bob Ward, the policy director of the Grantham Research Institute on Climate Change and the Environment at the London School of Economics, has been arguing for naming heat waves in the United Kingdom since last year. He thinks that it might push the UK government to upgrade buildings to be more resilient to heat and encourage individuals to check in on friends and family. People should be thinking about their elderly relatives and neighbors and looking out for them, he said. People tend to do that in cold weather, but they're less likely to do that in hot weather. There's this view that hot weather is somehow lovely for everyone. Hurricanes in the U.S. weren't given names until the 1940s, when the U.S. Air Force Hurricane Office began assigning names based on the phonetic alphabet. According to the World Meteorological Association, appending names to storms makes it easier for the media to report on tropical cyclones, heightens interests in warnings, and increases community preparedness. And other types of weather disasters have started getting names in some parts of the world. The UK Met Office started assigning names to winter storms in 2015, hoping to raise awareness of the events in the media and on social media platforms. But it won't be easy to get heatwave names and rankings off the ground. Simon Mason, a senior research scientist at the International Research Institute for Climate and Society at Columbia University, said that while hurricanes can be easily categorized according to their wind speeds, Extreme heat is more complicated. For example, he explained, temperatures in the triple digits may be tolerable in Arizona, where humidity is low, while 90-degree temperatures on the East Coast with high humidity could be deadly. Heat wave severity can also vary depending on what a community is used to experiencing. You've got people in San Francisco, and at 90 degrees they're passing out, said Boffman McLeod, alluding to the city's notoriously cool and foggy weather. But for people in Bakersfield, a city 150 miles north of Los Angeles, 90 feels like 75. Even within a city, temperatures can vary widely. Racist practices like redlining have forced vulnerable communities further into the path of extreme heat. As the planet warms, the need to address life-threatening heat is growing. A recent report from the Climate Impact Lab projects skyrocketing heat deaths by the end of the century, particularly among people in poorer regions of the world. But Mason said that the temperature doesn't need to increase very much for extreme heat to be a big problem. Even today, we're getting tens of thousands of people dying each year because of heat, he said. The most important thing, according to Mason, is designing policies around the names and categories of heat waves, telling the public in cities how to react to a Category 2 heat wave, for example. Unless we design management and strategies around this naming convention, we'll be missing the main point of doing this, he said. 
Naming heat waves, of course, isn't the only way to address this silent killer. City and state governments could launch cooling centers, distribute air conditioners, and encourage adaptation even without giving names to the dangerous events. But experts think that names will give governments and the public the necessary push to get started on some of these other measures. With any luck, Boffman McLeod hopes the first heat wave will be named in the summer of 2021. Heatwave Hector could be right around the corner. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.